two, one. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the 20s and 20 podcast, where we cover everything you need to know about your 20s in only 20 minutes. I'm Mallory Metz, and this is As Good As It Gets. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode of 20s and 20. I'm Mallory Metz, and today I'm so excited for our guest. We have Brittany Foley. Brittany, hello. How are you? Hi, how are you? I'm so excited to be here. So excited to have you on. I think today is going to be really fun. I have a lot of great questions planned, but before we dive into the topic, why don't you go ahead, introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about who you are, your name, your age, where you live, all that good stuff. My name is Brittany Foley. I am 28 years old and I currently go back and forth between New York and Los Angeles. I moved out to LA about a year and a half ago. So that's where I was kind of pursuing all of my makeup artist career stuff, like the freelancing. But I am running my business, Crease Piece, out of New York. So I go back and forth. I want to talk a little bit about your business venture side of your life as well as, you know, the makeup artistry side of things. So I guess to start off, when did you first get into makeup? Is this something you've always done? Is this always something you've been good at? Did you stumble into it later in life? What was that like? I grew up dancing. So I feel like since the age of two, I've been wearing makeup for performances and for competitions and things like that. And I always joked around thinking that like, oh, I should have went to beauty school because I went to the University of Miami where I studied PR and sports admin. Mm -hmm. And I was always doing my friends makeup during our big games because I danced in college as well. And I always, like I said, joked around that I should have went to beauty school. It was something that I've always been passionate about. And I'm pretty sure it just came from like always wearing makeup for dance. Mm -hmm. Not saying that every dancer turns into a makeup artist, but I feel like that's what initially just like sparked my joy for it. So you have like no official makeup training, just years of experience that's led to this? When I decided that this is what I wanted to do and the path that I wanted to go on, I actually ended up taking like two weeks of classes in Mm -hmm. New York City. And it was just like very basic classes because I wanted to start at the most beginner level just because I don't know what I missed in the YouTube videos that I've been watching. I don't know if there were things that people just weren't telling me all the time. So I just wanted to make sure I had like all my bases covered. I went to two weeks of classes, but it was probably a little too novice for me and a little too beginner because I pretty much understood everything that they were saying but I don't regret anything that was like a learning experience because I learned things about just the bridal industry that maybe I didn't learn before. Yeah they didn't teach you too much that you hadn't already taught yourself right? To talk a little bit about you know your business venture the tools you've created so I know you've created the crease piece so I guess when did you decide you wanted to invent the crease piece what does it mean I think people out there don't even know what it means to cut your crease so I would love to hear a little bit more about the invention of this when I decided that I wanted to do makeup I set a couple of goals for myself for like a year so I said if I didn't achieve these goals within like that year time frame that I would probably end up going back to my degree in PR and sports admin. So I ended up creating, it was like, I want to say the month of beauty hacks and people were using spoons and tape to contour. And obviously this is stuff that these beauty gurus know how to do. 
but it could be intimidating to the average person. And me personally, I was just getting into makeup. I was kind of intimidated by a cut crease. So I was like, what can I do to like help me create a cut crease? So I took a spoon to my eye, applied my eyeshadow over the top edge, and then I ended up having a spoon cut crease video go viral. And it was kind of in that moment where I realized that there was a void in the beauty industry that nobody was tapping into, surprisingly. Basically, all these publications had such great things to say about it. However, there was one that said that it wasn't one size fits all. So I decided to take that feedback and create a tool that was made for eyeshadow application and it was made for beauty lovers. What went into the, like, the back end of actually getting this created? and then now selling it how has that been how have your sales been has it been booming it's so funny because I feel like if I were to start again today there's like a million things that I would do differently but like just because when you're starting out you really don't know everything that you have to do in the order that you need to do it I thought that I needed to do like everything all at once right so I was like I need this done this done this done this done and meanwhile like some of those things didn't really need my attention until like a year or two down the road so the whole process it was pretty much like find an engineer find a lawyer get working on the product and the patent and those two are pretty much like the two most important things we ended up finding a manufacturer they send you samples they manufacture it and then they send it over so we launched in November 2019 mm -hmm. and and from there, I feel like our sales were pretty consistent. It was never anything too crazy, but it was enough where I could see that we were consistently growing for a good year. And then like a month and a half ago, mid-December, I had a video go viral on TikTok mm -hmm. and our sales went insane, which is a great problem to have. However, like there's now a lot of demand and we sold out completely. So now just trying to work on all of these restocks as quickly as possible because like so much goes into these restocks. We're selling out, which is a good problem, but also I want to make sure we can limit that in the future as well. What a huge accomplishment. I feel like I've talked to so many people who have not just sold products, but like just blown up on TikTok and it's propelled them so much further for what they want to do. I'm always so amazed at like what a great platform that is to spread awareness of whatever you're trying to get across. Diving in a little bit further into today's topic, I really want to go through some makeup tips that people should implement today. First and foremost, I want to ask you about what are some tips you have for people who are just getting started in makeup. I know it can be super intimidating if you've only ever used the same three basic products to really yeah. elevate your game. So would love to hear any elementary or beginner tips you have for people who are maybe ready to take it to the next level. I don't think that you need to have a full face every single day. I know that I don't wear a full face every single day. I know that even like recently when I've started wearing more makeup, I like to focus on like one feature essentially and then kind of work the look around that feature. So say I want to uh, play up the eyes a bit, like maybe I don't need as much on my lips or on my cheeks or something like that. So I think if you like focus on one feature that you really want to master, that can kind of be your signature and then everything else from there can kind of evolve. When I first started with clients, I loved a more natural eye and 
a just glowy beautiful skin like skin was something that like I love to focus on so I like really worked up my skills for the skin part of the makeup then as like things would progress then I would find myself like as I got more confident with the base and the cheeks and everything like that then I would feel more confident to experiment in other parts whether it be my lips or my eyes or my lashes or my brows or something like that the biggest thing is definitely just focusing on like one thing mastering it and then everything else can just be a plus like an extra I want to get your perspective on like what are the top three makeup product must-haves you think every person should have in their beauty cabinet. Recently I've really been getting into brow pens and they're kind of like a felt tip eyeliner for your brows and it really just gives the most beautiful hair-like strokes. It almost looks identical to hair unless you're really like zoomed in and looking really close but Mm -hmm. it mimics hair strokes so beautifully and so So that's been my go-to for my brows lately. I have very like sparse areas in my brows. So just filling those in makes a world of a difference without me needing to like have so much product on my brows and them being too full. So that's definitely my number one. I have been super into cream and liquid blushes recently. I find that they just give such a beautiful finish and it almost gives you like that glow without needing to put on a highlighter or something on top of it. I definitely always need a concealer just because I feel like it brightens up and shapes your face a bit and I'm always going to need some type of lip liner just because I like to overline them a bit and make them look a little bit bigger. And then what are your thoughts on drugstore makeup versus high-end makeup? Do you feel like there's a time and a place for both Do you feel like if you have the money splurge? Do you feel like there's just as good of dupes out there in drugstores? Like, what are your thoughts on that? When I'm in LA and when I have my clients and things like that, I definitely feel like when working on clients, especially if you're charging a certain amount, people almost expect you to have higher end brands in your kit. And the higher end brands, like they're great, you know, that's why people use them. However, I find myself personally using on myself a lot of drugstore brands. I find that like if I'm gonna splurge it's gonna be on face and skin products but I love a good drugstore brow product or a drugstore eyeliner or mascara or things like that. Even like lip liners and lipsticks or glosses and things like that. Those are great as well. So I think it really just depends, but I definitely day to day use more drugstore on myself personally, but in my kit for my clients and things like that, I definitely have more high end. Yeah, and I think it also depends on like occasion. Like if you're gonna wear a certain brow pencil or gloss or lip color every day, go with the drugstore version and then splurge when you know you're gonna have like a big night out or like big formal event. That's when you should be using like higher end products for those instances. Totally. It's funny that you say that because I also find that a lot of these products, like mostly they'll have a similar finish or result in general. However, the thing that I do find that varies more from like drugstore to high-end is just the longevity of the makeup so I find that the high-end stuff stays a little bit longer it doesn't move as much Mm -hmm. so yeah if it's just like day-to-day quick running out like drugstore all the way but if you have something that 
you are going to be out all day or a full day event, then I'll probably go a little bit more high end. Totally agree with that. Here's a question that I feel like I ask myself all the time. You know, I hear people bring it up. I see videos on TikTok of like, I don't know if this is true or not, but like, when should I be buying new products? Like when should I be getting rid of my old brushes and sponges? Obviously you wash your sponges, you wash your brushes, but like when's mm-hmm. the time to part ways? Like, is there a time? Is washing good enough? Like, <laughs> So you should see on the back of almost all cosmetic packaging, there's something that looks like a little jar. And in that jar, it'll say 8M. So like, let's say eight months right? So from the time that you open it, that's when you should get a new one. So each cosmetic product that has an expiration will note it on the back of their packaging or somewhere on their packaging, and it'll tell you exactly when you should be throwing it out. As far as brushes and sponges go, I'm constantly cleaning my sponges after pretty much every use. So the sponges can last a long time if you're constantly cleaning them. However, I do find that like as I continue to use them, I think it's more about like the amount of uses that I use them and less about like the amount of time because I can kind of feel when they're not performing the same way that they were when I first got them. Mm-hmm. But brushes pretty much like you can have brushes for years, like years and years. Brushes pretty much have a really long lifetime. Just make sure you clean them. My personal brushes I probably don't clean them as much as I should, but my client brushes, they're cleaned in between every client. Yeah, the personal brushes for sure, yeah. <laughs> get a little neglected. Yeah, they, they get neglected for sure. Let's say you have five minutes to get ready, like you're scrambling. What are you going to do to get ready? Like if you had to meet someone for lunch and you had five minutes before you had to like get out the door and scramble to get ready, what are you throwing on your face to like make it as good as possible? I am throwing on exactly like the four products that I mentioned before. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely filling in my brows. I'm putting a little concealer on, cream blush, and then I'll probably line my lips and put some chapstick on. And if anything, like just set it a bit and then I'm good to go. I think that would probably take me about five minutes. (laughs) Yeah, I think so too. I think that's great. And then I also wrote down some cult fave makeup products that are trending right now and I want to get your quick hit yay or nay opinions the first one I have on my list here is beauty blenders obsessed I will not use anything else besides for a beauty blender like no other makeup sponge they're all imposters I'm obsessed with the beauty blender so (laughs) I like 100% stand by it amazon essence mascara I love the Essence Mascaras. They have like a bunch of them and they're only $5 and they're so great. My best friend actually got me like hooked on them. They're fantastic. And then NARS Orgasm Blush. Obsessed. That's like always in my kit. Always, always. NARS has like some of the best blushes ever. They're so great. And then Anastasia Brow Wiz. You know, I like it. Just feel like it's not that much different from every other brow product that I've tried. Like I said before, like brow products probably aren't something that I'm going to splurge on. It's probably something I'll stay more drugstore. Like Maybelline has amazing brow pencils, which are similar to the brow is. Estee Lauder Double Wear Foundation. Have you tried that one? I've tried it. I love it. I don't wear it on myself, like personally. It's more, I want to say it's more of a foundation for an event and for a long period of time. Like it has longevity for 
when you wear it. So I know a lot of bridal makeup artists use it on their brides and bridal parties just because those days are so long. So I do find that the foundation is amazing. I just personally, like for me, I don't need that much full coverage day to day. Mm-hmm. And then the Naked palette, is that still in? Is it out? What's the 411? I'm not like the biggest fan of them. They're nice. They have a lot of colors, but I'm also like a big believer that if I can find the eyeshadow colors in different palettes, like I like to make my own palettes. So those eyeshadows are kind of hard to depot. So I don't really grab for them. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of create my own little thing. (laughs) And then the last one I had written down is the Glossier Boy Brow. Everyone loves those. I personally, because I need to fill in the my sparse areas, like I don't have a lot of brow to begin with. I feel like it's great for someone who has a fuller brow and doesn't necessarily need to be filling in their brows, just like any of those brow gels in general. So people love them. It's just not for me personally. To really round out this segment, I want to ask, what do you think like the next big makeup trend is going to be? Ooh, that's a good question. I mean, I feel like people are just becoming more like risk takers, but like in subtle ways, you know, like people will love a good graphic liner or a pop of color in their liner or in their mascara, which I think is so fun that people are doing. You know, it's hard because I find that internet makeup is very different from the makeup that's worn in real Mm -hmm. life. So I feel like maybe like some type of collaboration between like the internet makeup and the real life makeup. Like I can see natural glowing skin, like almost no foundation type of look being super in and then having something fun on the eyes, like play up the eyes with a colorful eyeliner or mascara or something like that. Like it's funny because like I also see so many in this past year, so many like incorporations of rhinestones and things in people's makeup looks, especially like with the whole euphoria stuff. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we haven't yet lived in a world where people would be wearing that out to parties or bars or anything like that. So I think it would be interesting to see if people like start wearing any type of like gems or things like that on their eyes when they go out. You make a great point. Like the euphoria fad like hasn't even seen the light of day yet. That's just like (laughs) the tip of the iceberg. Like there could be more shows that are going to play into that that come out in the next year that's just going to only cascade that further so I'll be interested to see okay you called it first (laughs) heard it here first (laughs) heard it here first okay Brittany well I end every episode of my podcast talking about pet peeves relative to the subject we've been talking about so today I would love if you could share some pet peeves you have either about makeup makeup products or like the makeup industry in general oh let's see You know, it's hard because it's like a whole industry that essentially has created my career. But I think that one of my pet peeves would just be like the lack of innovation. I think that everyone's doing the same thing, but like in a different form, you know, everyone's Mm -hmm. coming out with eyeliners and eyeshadow palettes and it's all essentially like the same colors just different combinations that they put it in different packaging and like I think that's why a lot of people have been drawn to crease piece just because it's something that's different but I would love to see just like more brands kind of just push the envelope a little bit and create something that like 
doesn't exist yet. I know. It's hard to know what that is, but I'm like, I want that too. Right? It's, <laughs> right. It's, it's so hard because thinking about it, you're like, well, what other makeup products do I need? Like lipsticks, lipstick. Well, and that's like Kylie Jenner's lip kits were so big because nobody had heard of like long lasting matte lipstick. Right, exactly. And just like even the fact of selling the lip liner and the like liquid lipstick together was like huge, you know? Yeah. So I'm just curious, like even things like that, like just different collaborations and product. So I'm sure something will come about. I just I, don't know what it's going to be yet. <laughs> I hope it's you, Brittany. I hope you I, think of it. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> if you enjoyed today's podcast, go to our Instagram, follow us, give us a like, give us a shout out, tell your mom, tell your grandma, and leave us a comment. Thanks for joining us.